0: Welcome back everyone. This is They Didn't Tell You Podcast. I'm Tiffany, the host, and I'm in a really good mood today. I hope you are too. And if you're not, pull from this energy I'm giving you. I'm in a great mood today. This is episode number 23. I have named it hypercritical or super sensitive. Um, last week's episode got a lot of amazing feedback. Just want to double back to that real quick, if you will let me. Shout out to everyone who has sent me messages letting me know your thoughts. My cousin Alita, I love you, sis. Thank you so much. She always hits me up offline about my episodes, especially the ones that really resonate with her. And she and I have a lot of great dialogue. So I would love to encourage you all to do the same. Hit me up, DM me. Um, I'm truly of the belief that if I have helped at least one person, I just pat myself on the back with like, job well done, Tiff. Like, goal made. But let's not get like completely crazy. This It's also one of my goals to make sure that I reach as many people as I possibly can and to make this podcasting experience enjoyable as fuck. And you know how you can let me know if you've been enjoying my podcast? Guess how you could do it? You don't got to text me. You don't have to DM me. You can rate my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Like, you could just go right ahead and just five four three two or one whatever you feel is necessary but i always say if you feel it's a five a three or a one star experience don't be shady and not leave me a comment to let me know what you like and what you did not like i always think it's corny i don't want people to hide behind the fact that you you only feel like i'm mediocre <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with it honesty is the best policy let me know what's going on let me know what you like what you feel um you like and what you feel like you don't like But this is like a little ask of mine. I'm going to ask every single week. And now I'm going to start asking at the beginning of the episode so you can't say you forgot. One way or another, we all want to be liked. Period. Stick a fork in that shit because it's the truth. And I don't think many people could really argue the opposite. Whether it's being like to secure a new position, a significant other, you want to build a new friendship with somebody, um, trying to gain new followers so you can continue to push forward your influence in whatever avenue that may be, business, um, whatever whatever it is, doesn't matter. Whatever message you're trying to get out, right? People need to like you in order for you to move forward. Um, and something I noticed is that for some people, that's all they want to feel, They only want to feel the positive shit. And of course, right, nobody likes to feel bad. I know I don't, but I really had to sit down with myself one day and ask, like, why? Why do I, why do you, Tiffany, this is what I said, Tiffany, why do you have such a problem with being told something quote unquote negative? And that's when I realized what my actual problem was. I was taking things that were genuine criticisms, um, and seeing them as negative things, and therefore never really understanding what was being said to me and why it was being said to me in the first place, because I never looked at a criticism as something that could be positive or have a positive spin on because all I was concerned about was the negative feeling that it gave me. It did not make me feel good. So that brings us here to this very episode that's all about criticism and why I find many people, myself included once upon a time, you know, could or could not handle um, criticism. And so while I feel like some people just still can't handle criticism. And at the root of it all, it has everything to do with us, you, on an individual level. Um, but let me not get ahead of myself. So, I'm going to define criticism. There's two parts to this definition. The first is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. And the second is the analysis and judgment of the merits and faults of a literary or artistic work. We have all received or experienced criticism at some point in our lives, whether it be from direct supervisors, whoever we report to, colleagues, and where I find criticism really hurts. Um, it's from our family and especially our friends. In the realm of work, criticism is very much so necessary. I think we've all built up a sort of resilience when it comes down to receiving criticism at work. Uh, While you may not have known your boss, supervisor, whoever that is, for a long time, say as long as you've known your parents, you believe, generally speaking, that if you're not on your shit, they're going to give you an honest critique and it's up to you to fix it, especially if you want to keep your job, right? Something's on the line here. The same can be said for a mentor that you've recently acquired. We're way more likely to receive, appreciate, and here's the key word, accept. Say it with me, y'all. Accept criticism from them. Why? Not because we've known them for an extended period of time. It's because in order for us to succeed in whatever it is that we're trying to do, we must open ourselves up to being critiqued. And we do so willingly and openly. But here's another key part to this. We asked for it. So we've already prepared ourselves for the real, right? We've built ourselves up to be prepared for the harsh reality that we may get slapped with from our mentors, from our supervisors, because it's expected of that experience we have with them. And guess what else? We go back for more. But the same cannot be said when we receive criticism from family and friends, especially when you receive criticism. Without asking for it. I know that's a lot of people's pet peeves. Um, because you think I think about it, like we didn't get that same chance to follow the steps we did with our supervisor and our mentor, um with regards to preparing our minds um, to be to be accosted a little bit as how some of us feel when our friends and family impose themselves on us with their with their thoughts and their opinions. Um, and so, look, sometimes people feel like their family and friends are not. Well, versed in certain areas that they're trying to critique, as would a supervisor or um, a mentor would be. But for the sake of this episode, I'm only going to focus on criticism from family and friends. (laughs) I think it's a little bit more juicier anyway. And I'm sure people are more likely to feel negatively affected by this versus someone that they work with. And I had put a little poll up very briefly earlier. It's brief because it's only been up for a little while, and now I'm recording. But asking the question of like, do do you handle criticism well? And I'm not gonna lie. Other people who have you know decided to partake and take part in with what this little poll was, most of them said that they have they they like they're good with it. They can accept criticism. Now, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be shady. Okay. I'm not trying to be shady at all, but there's gotta be at least one or two of y'all in here that that's a little, that's, you know what I mean? You're lying a little bit. You're lying a little bit because I know people firsthand who are like, I can handle criticism. I can handle everything anybody at me, and I'm just like, but you can't, <laughs> you can't because you told me how such and such told you X, Y, and Z and you ready to flip the table. You shaking the table. All right. Now listen, I was just being silly. Don't come for me. If you said that you can accept criticism, I believe you. I don't think none of y'all lying. I was just trying to you know, start some shit, but I don't want y'all to leave me. So please come back. Come back. <laughs> when I have a question. When was the last time you've asked your friends for like a real critique outside of superficial shit, like clothing, hairstyles, nail colors for the ladies, sneakers, shoes. Like when's the last time you really genuinely asked them like, how are you feeling about me and our friendship and how I'm holding this friendship down? You ask these questions of your significant others. You ask your boss, what can I do to improve? Why are you not asking out of your friends? I know I don't ask. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm throwing it out there for all of us to answer. I was reading up on something and it was basically saying that we should be receiving criticism, feedback, whatever you want to call it from our family, but more specifically from our friends. Like, Those are the folks that know more about us than anybody else or should. Um, And keeping in mind though, or I at least have to keep in mind that receiving criticism from our friends tends to be the hardest for us to accept. And let me just get into why. So for me, I was picking up food last night and I was thinking to myself, should I do an episode, um, do this very episode or move forward with another that I thought was going to be a bit more funny? She was giving me a headache. So I was like, I'm just going to listen to the latest episode of The Read. And one of their listener questions this week was pretty layered. But one thing that stood out to me was the criticism that this one woman was receiving from her family and how harsh some of it was. So I started to think about how I've handled criticism from my family. And the first and really the only person in my family who that's really critiqued me was my mother. And I know it was it's past tense, but just know she still does it to this day. It just does not hit me hard at all. I don't take anything personally. I know that my mom has always been an individual who kept it and keeps it real. And it's also it was her birthday a couple of days ago. So happy belated birthday, mom. Actually, it was yesterday, the 22nd. So, you know, whether I liked it or not, my mom always kept it real. But these days, she reserves that realness for us, immediate family members, husband, uh, and children. And Possibly in my grandparents, but that's it. Because she's found, and and I've seen it too. Like outside people can't really handle her truth; they take it too personally, and they forget that the messenger is a friend, is a loved one, or someone who wants to see them win, and is not their foe. But y'all know how family shit go, right? I had to make a I had to make a whole episode about it. Um, but very few people appreciated my mother's realness. Um, in my family, and I definitely was was one of those people growing up. Because speaking for myself, I looked at it like a direct attack against my character, forgetting, like I said, that all my mom wants to do is to see me flourish out here. So shout out to you, mom, um, for doing this. I love you. And I thought that my friends were the reason I learned how to handle um, and deal with criticism were like my introduction to criticism, but it really was my mom. And she kind of laid the foundation and set the tone. Now, with that said... Nothing, and I do mean nothing prepared me to receive criticism from my friends. And I'm talking about the people I'm still friends with to this day. Not nobody I'm not friends with anymore. And I feel like I'm crossing uncharted territory here because I can honestly say I've never really had a conversation about criticism, um, like how to handle it appropriately with my friends, or how we should, or how other people handle it. I've had like a few conversations sporadically, but it's never been a genuine open conversation like that because it's a really sensitive subject. And so I'm talking about like genuine criticism, right? Not that shit where you try to find faults in people, use them as jabs and digs to hurt your friends. That's some other shit. But because of this, because people have experienced those kind of things from friends, I've experienced it from my friends too. When no one's perfect. We've all made mistakes. And but because of it, I feel like the line between Knowing or feeling like someone's giving that genuine criticism or making a genuine observation and versus someone being very hypercritical of you, um, it's a very fine line. And I can say for a fact that I've taken too many things to heart <clears throat> to heart when I was being critiqued. and I lost out on a few friendships, not many, because I couldn't handle it and understand it, and honestly, vice versa. And so in my point of view, Some of my friends, too, have lost out on friendships because either they couldn't handle the criticism being given to them or the other person who they were giving criticism, to couldn't handle it. And I think we discovered just how fragile friendships really are when someone's informing us um, or we're being informed on something that someone um, or I didn't like about how a person behaved or something that they said. I've wondered to myself, like, hmm. Why are we so resistant? And I think even the better word is defensive when it comes down to receiving criticism from people, from the people that we're closest to. Um, but for that example I used earlier about the mentor and how we're less likely to be upset if our mentor comes at us. Cause sometimes our mentors can check us on personal shit too, right? That's what they're there for. But there's this difference that like we can receive this personal kind of um this personal but yet genuine criticism from someone about our character from a mentor, but we cannot accept it from people who who know us and who love us and who care about us. So I want to get into the steps on how to, what do I want to say? On how to get the fuck over it. Maybe that's the best way. And, And how to be able to handle criticism and do it like a motherfucking G. Because a lot of us need some improvement, all right, in this area. So step one, I said the word messenger before. So who is the messenger? And what does that what does that messenger mean to you? It's far too easy to view your friend as a foe these days. I low-key call it like the Nicki Minaj Shin syndrome. I, I've thought of that to myself. Because in order for you to feel like the people around you support you and care about you, they can never critique you. And I've always felt like, like, what the fuck is that? If I can't tell my friend that I don't like what they're doing or I don't like X, Y, and Z, like I, don't, I that's a nigga syndrome. I don't got time for that. And be mindful of whose opinion you value and make sure that the person knows it. So if the person that you're cool with and fucks with you, right, if someone thinks that they're close to you and thinks that you value their opinion and you really, really don't, it's no surprise that you immediately become defensive when they offer up their opinion or this said criticism. I was reading something that said, if your really close friend said that they didn't like your significant other, or they didn't feel like your significant other was right for you, would would it really change your mind about that person that you're dating? And this person without hesitation was like, yes. Like if my friend came and told me like, I don't know if I, I don't know if they for you. Um and would and would it change my mind? They and they were like absolutely without a doubt. And I know some people don't really don't really agree with it, but they were saying like they felt it would almost be disrespectful to not consider them because they chose their friends carefully and they trust their friend's opinions. And like I said, I know people have their feelings about it, but let me say this. Back in the day, if I, Tiffany, I truly valued my friends' opinions because I felt like I chose my friends carefully. None of my friends are like me per se, like had the same similar personality. And I love that about my friends. I think I've said that before. But if I had listened to them and I had actually truly valued what they had to say and their criticism, I would have been left my ex like a long time ago, like been left him. But I didn't. And so I stayed. And that's why we have episode two, right? Making up the breakup with yourself. And we all know how that turned out. And if you haven't listened to it, grab a drink. (laughs) Okay, it shit was dramatic. But you need to start viewing your friends as more than just friends. I like to look at them like stakeholders. I never even told my friends this, but now you know y'all. I look at y'all like stakeholders because stakeholders care about their investment. I feel like my friends invested in me. They've invested their time in me. They've invested their love in me and their money and just at so many different things, right? Their lives are invested in me and I, my life is, life is invested in them and they want to see me flourish and grow. They don't want to see anything about me, my character, uh, my overall joy. They don't want to see that tarnished in any way. But some people have to learn the hard way like I did. I've, and I've told friends before, and, and critique friends like that one you dating right there. That that person's not for you. And I have been like, sometimes for some people the message has been received. In other cases, it's like, yeah, I'm 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 just gonna have to learn my way. And I I respect it, right? But I just want to make sure. And I think the person needs to just to make sure that they know the person who's given this message. Does not want any harm for me. Does not see. Does not. Um. Is not being malicious, right? This person cares about me, and I too care about them. While their opinion or their criticism is not directly aligning with how I currently feel, or what I think my situation is, I know this person will never do anything to hurt me intentionally. And so, I'm. I'm gonna hear you, but I may not follow your advice. And and for some people, that could be like the example I gave earlier. If it would be the woman said it was disrespectful not to consider them and consider their um, their opinion, and she would cons- reconsider dating somebody because of it. That's just a different type of friendship, and some people just have to get there. This day and age, right now, I'll be honest with you, and my boyfriend probably would be like the fuck. But if my friends and I had told them to my family, if my mom saw something in him that she wasn't really feeling, I would take heed to it. I'm 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 going to open up and I'm going to listen. I think sometimes we're too we're too quick to dismiss people and and think that people want don't necessarily want the best for us because it's just so it's common, it's too common for people to to say shit to ruin to make to ruin our happiness. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um or to to Destroy our happiness that we have because they're not happy. And they always say, don't ask your single friends for advice in your relationships." And I'm just like, well, don't ask your single friends who are bitter, unhappy, and mad all the time. But you can ask your single friends for advice in your relationships Just because they single don't mean they out of the fucking loop. And they don't know right from wrong. But that's a ramble for another day. All right, step two. Now is not the time to attack, place blame, or sidestep the issue. Sis, bro, friend. Do not use this as an opportunity to flap your gums about all the ways you feel the person who's telling you this is wrong and what you've always known about them and how you think they feel about you. Because for all of that, you, yes, you are really the problem here, right? And and yes, I, I guess I said it because I too have been the problem. Um, If and when you receive criticism and your next thought is, let me figure out how to Tear down this person's character so that what this critique is, it holds. It doesn't hold as much weight anymore. And if you feel like they've never had your best interest at heart, my question is, why are you friends with them? Like, why do you still communicate with family member X, Y, and Z? And where was all of this energy before you learned about set criticism? It's literally so fucking tempting to want to attack the person offering the critique, but please do not do it. It's not cute. You're a whole ass adult. And sometimes we got to learn to like, especially when it comes to our friends, to buck up and and hear that shit and be like, all right, you know what? I hear you. may not agree with you, but I hear you. And and leave it at that. It's part of the reason why I had to take a step back from certain things and certain people, right? Because whenever I was offering a critique, it was always like oh well Tiffany you X Y and Z and you always blah blah blah. and I was like whoa 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 we are de- you're deflecting and now you t- you trying to bring up things about me and I'm just trying to put, put you on game because the space and time for you to tell me and critique me is always open the door is all like my my messages you're not blocked you can always tell me and keep it real with me but when it's when I'm doing it and when I'm and when someone's giving you feedback about something, now is not the time for you to go off and say, Well, I'm gonna tell you about you. You, nah, you got other space and opportunity for that. If you if you really had a problem, you should have been said something about it, or use a different opp- a, a different time to do so. When someone's trying to make you aware of something, that's not the time to do it. Um, I will also say, address what's being said head on. Do not take it personally, and focus on what's being critiqued. You can do this by focusing on the issue itself. And yes, someone may not like the thing you do, um, but does that mean they hate everything about you? And should you start going down that rabbit hole of like, well, you got an issue with me doing this, this, and that. So it's fuck you. And you don't got to be around me. It's kind of like, wait, so because I don't like, there's one thing and I'm critiquing you on it. Now all of a sudden I can't be around you at all. Some people are like that. That's why I call the Nicki Minaj syndrome. Like can't nobody tell you nothing, and I don't surround. I cannot surround myself with people like that, right? And so I had to stop, <laughs> stop associating myself with people who think that way. And when I talk about my ride or die friends, if any of my friends, including myself, if any of us start to operate in, in that mindset, I want to be checked. I want to be reminded, Tiffany, "Mm -mm, I'm 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 telling you about something that you're doing. Now's the time for you to come at me and tell me about how I'm wrong or how I do. I had to, I'm practicing it. And I I definitely, this is something I'm definitely going to be practicing what I'm preaching. Step three, do not minimize the issue. It's very easy to think, "Mm, this is not even that big of a deal. And in some ways it may or may not be. But that is not for you to determine. The person who brought it to your attention felt it was big enough to say to you. And honestly, it could be that way for other people too. You're just hearing it from the person that's closest to you. And remember, everyone's not going to feel comfortable dishing this shit out to you. And you don't need to hear this shit from just anybody. And that's why I tell people sometimes like, just because it's the first time you're hearing something doesn't make it untrue for other people, right? Some people just don't feel like I can tell you this. And so I even think about when, when people have come to me and have said, like, well, you know, so de so feels X, Y, and Z about this isn't that you do. And I'm just like, wait, wait, what? What why they feel like why they feel like that? Why can't number one? Why can't they just tell me? Because sometimes people just don't feel fucking comfortable. Or sometimes it's not that big of a deal to them so they don't say anything, but they may vent to a a mutual friend that you have, someone within your circle. And then that person comes and lets you know. And some people may think, oh my God, that's just too much. That's too messy. And it can be. And I have encouraged folks, I've encouraged myself too, to, to no longer do that. Let's not do any more of that because we that's when you start to minimize things, because especially if you hear it secondhand. So you should definitely be hearing these things firsthand and you should definitely not try to diminish what someone's trying to tell you. Step four, listen and respond calmly. Try to discern whether the criticism is constructive or if it's just flat out being disrespectful. And it's okay to feel hurt when someone shines a light on you in this way. But if it sounds like the criticism can be helpful, try to see what you can learn from it outside of getting, like I said before, defensive. And when you're responding, do so in a calm manner. Now, (laughs) I know this is one of the hardest parts. It is literally our second nature to kick the fuck up, have an attitude and be angry. But it takes so much more work to be calm, not to be shady, not to have a tone. And honestly, it takes practice. I don't really even fault people people for um for having an attitude or being very like um quick tempered when they hear criticism, cuz it really does take practice to not to train yourself not to operate in that way, even if you do not agree. Accept the feedback. You just because you hear it and you say, "Okay, cool." Doesn't mean you're saying this is how I am. This is what I'm going to have to adopt now as a part of my life. You don't have to do that. But you can try to view your life through that lens. See if you have a blind spot that you may be missing something. Or honestly, have a calm conversation with the person and learn why they feel the way that they do. Number five, and the last step. And it's the most important step. Keep on keeping the fuck on. Please know that this criticism only reflects one point, person's point of view. and does not mean that they hate you and everything about you don't switch up, and if anything, this is an excellent opportunity for you to get closer to that person. Maybe y'all don't know each other as well as you should. Maybe it's what I said earlier you don't really value that person's opinion, but that person thinks that you do. And because it's because of a, a relationship you establish with them, and the moment you realize, like, uh, I, don't really, I don't really value their opinion, you really start to reevaluate in the relationship or start building. Rebuilding a relationship, build up that trust so that when that person comes to you, you know what's coming from a, a a genuine place, and keep communicating. Do not shut this person out. I think that shit is corny. All right. So now that you have the steps in place on what you need to do, let's read. Let's go. Let's go back, and just you know remind ourselves of what those steps are. Number one, remind yourself who's the messenger and what do they mean to you. Number two. Now is not the time to attack, place blame, or sidestep the issue. Number three, do not minimize the issue. Number four, listen and respond calmly. And number five, keep on keeping the fuck on. Now, my overall thoughts. One, you may not be as equipped to handle critiques as you thought you were. And that is okay. Admit that shit to yourself and stop deflecting. Too many people are out here thinking they're built Ford fucking tough, and you're built like a goddamn tanker truck, like you're not, and that's okay. And if you be honest, if you're honest with yourself, you'll then be honest with your family and your friends about how you handle critiques. And honestly, then you could tell people like how to communicate with you. All of this is <laughs> communication is key for a lot of things, and in critiques, in criticism, it's it is it, it it's what. We do. We're communicating an issue. But if you want to let people know how to do it, let them know. But don't sit here and and pretend that you can handle something that you're not equipped to handle. Number two, stop being so damn defensive. I know I mentioned it, but I have to say it again. When your friends are keeping it real with you or trying to keep it real with you, and all you are is like defensive first, fuck you second, you are dead ass suffering from that Nicki Minaj syndrome. And that shit is not cute. You're not always going to resonate with the critiques your friends have of you. I know I haven't. For a fact. And if you choose to stop being friends with someone um, because of or start an argument because of said criticism, I'm gonna urge you to seek out therapy. I am, because that shit is just not healthy at all. It's not a healthy practice, just in my opinion. Um, number three, ask for criticism. Now, this is going to be hard for me, but I'm, I'm definitely going to start reaching out to my really close friends and start asking them like, what can I do better? What will make me a better friend? Where can I improve? Because I know for a fact, there's certain friends that, that come to mind right off the top of my head um, that I could do a much better job with. One of my oldest friends revealed to me a few years ago that she felt neglected by me. And I was hurt (laughs) when she said it, not because it wasn't true, because I definitely knew it was. And I had already recognized it in the past and I was actively working on it. Me and her were were hanging out. We were going shopping um, for the holidays. And I told myself in that instant to focus only on what she said, cancel out any other thoughts that I had and do not poke any holes in what she was trying to, in what she was telling me. It's very easy to be like, oh, but when last time she called me? Let me think. Let me check my phone. When last time she That's not what we're talking about here. Sis told you, Tiff, that bitch you falling short of this friendship. What you going to do about it? So I make sure I check in more. I try my hardest to be more present. And um, I don't know if I'm necessarily doing a great job at it because I haven't asked her. But I'm going to ask her. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, sis, because um, I miss you and I love you. Those number 4, those who disagree with us, challenge us, and they really force us to really look at ourselves in the mirror. Um, these people are most likely to help us grow. We are all figuring things out as we go. Grant a little grace toward yourself, towards the person giving you this message, this criticism, because if they really 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 care about you, telling you this telling you this criticism is not a comfortable thing for them. They really will not take any joy out of it. And if someone is telling you something, not taking any joy out of it, how can you not look at them and say, damn, my friend is doing something that I'm sure don't make her feel good. I'm sure don't make him feel good or them or they feel good, but they're doing it anyway. And I don't, I don't know why people want to be around individuals who don't ever tell it to them like that or ever make them feel not that someone has to make you feel negative, but ever make you feel challenged in a way. Like People don't feel challenged in a way. They think challenges are bad, but I think challenges um, are what keeps us on our toes. But I don't want to ramble on that. Just just be careful and be mindful, please, and thank you. And lastly, there are times when you shouldn't take criticism. And I didn't harp on this because I felt like most people struggle with accepting criticism anyway. And I didn't want to make this episode an hour long. But if you believe that someone's criticism is based off of something false, right, or is said in a a manner to destroy your sense of self-worth, ignore it. Now, most people, let me put a little caveat here. Most people are going to sit here and say, well, I don't think any of their critiques are right. I think all of them are false. You got to get out of that mindset too. False in a sense after you've already thought about it. Maybe I should have added that in there. False after you've already taken some time to really unpack it, as my best friend loves to say, unpacking that shit. If you haven't really taken time to unpack it and you're immediately going for that shit, not true. You're not. You don't know how to handle criticism. You're not. You're not handling it very well. Um, and to the messengers, if your delivery is off, please know your point will never be made, and you're definitely going to come off like a hater and you'll probably lose a friend because of it. So be mindful of how you are addressing the situation and make sure that the way you want it to be received and the way you want that dialogue to occur, you need to set the tone with it with your introduction of said issue. All right. Now I'm done. All right. Thank you for dealing with me. We are now at the end of the episode. It's time for the song of the week. I have decided to choose a song called Picky by Noelle Scales. She is an artist from Philly. She's not a very well-known singer, but her voice is so pretty. And she released a mixtape last year in September that I did not know she released. So I need to listen to it. Um, and Y'all should give her a listen too. But anywho, it's crazy because when I first heard this song, Picky, I gravitated towards it so much so that I played it out. Now, to be honest, I will say the intro may mislead you a little bit, Um, but that's where the saying you can't judge a book by a book by its cover comes into play. So let it let it let the rock let the shit rock for a few seconds, and then it'll definitely get into the song and it'll pick up. Um so picky is her most popular song. If you look her up, it's the first song there for her singles. Um within the first 30 seconds of the song, she starts to go into the things that she's picky about. Now, my some of my favorite lines are Picky, Picky by the energy I get, picky by the niggas I be with. I'm like same. I'm definitely picky about the energy I get and the people I surround myself with. And then I thought like, yo, this is fully re- relates to criticism. Like, You got to be picky about the energy you put around you, you bring around you. And in turn, that involves the people that you be with. Who do you roll with? Who do you trust? Who Who are you allowing to pour into you? And are they pouring into you in, the mo- in a positive way? That's why yeah, energy is so important. Now, I never really got into you know my the energy around until I felt some negative energy, some real life toxic energy, and that's why I was like, yeah, I got I got to start being more picky about. it. That's why I really love this song. Um, another line that I love a lot is "Picky by my words" because I'm in front, and I thought to myself like I liken this to this line to whenever I'm in mixed company and I feel like I need to cherry pick the things that I say, especially when there's eyes on me, but. More so with regards to criticism, you got you're picky about your words because you're in front. you' when you're in front of somebody and you're about to reveal this information to them, you need to be very mindful of what you say, right? you you can still you can be picky about your words and still be very and very much so be honest. Um, because some people like to just say things as a, a, in their normal language, in a normal tongue. It can be very abrupt. It can be very h- harsh and Make that person feel like damn. So sometimes you gotta be picky about the things that you say when you're in front of people, when you're in when you're when all eyes are on you, right? Because that, like I said before, that is going to set the tone. And I love another line where she says, I'm picky with all that I do. And I feel like this whole song is meant for a Virgo. I think we are extremely picky, but we have to be picky about everything that we do. That's why in the earlier part of the episode, when I'm talking about this woman, I keep bringing her back up of if, if her friend wasn't feeling her significant other, would she look at them differently? And she said, yes, yeah, because she was picky from the rip. She was picky about the friendships that she, she developed and curated and made sure um, that those, those people are trustworthy. Now, to be fair, in the song, she's talking about niggas that's trying to get to know her, get close to her. And basically, she's, she's saying, like, I'm good, love, because, bitch... I'm picky. And I think that's something that we all need to start doing a little bit more. And what I want y'all to get from this song is that we need to be careful about who we hear from. I keep reiterating some of these things because I want them to stick. So that when an issue arises and when somebody wants to put us on game and we're falling short, there's no need to question their motives. You are picky from the rip. And if you're not picky about the people you surround yourself with, I hope you get there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to catch up on old episodes. Um, The podcast is on Apple. uh, Podcast is on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's on Google. It's on everything. Um, And but please, I I said earlier, but rate my podcast, please. Feel free to subscribe. Let me know how you're feeling about it. Um, You can find every song I highlight each and every week on Apple Music playlist and now on Spotify. The link is in my bio. Hop up on hop on. Hop up on or hop, whatever, or <laughs> they didn't they didn't tell you.com. Um, I have some new items available. And shout out to those who've already purchased the new items. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in with me this week. And um, every week that you tune in with me, as always, y'all are robots. and I'm always gonna be appreciative for y'all holding me down because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing each and every week. But I'll be back again to not know what I'm doing next week.